you've been dreaming about the dress. Come find the one at David's Bridal. The most glamorous designer wedding gowns are now 15% off. Bridesmaid dresses that fit beautifully start around $99. Whether you need a veil, jewelry, shoes, or even lingerie and shapewear, it's all at David's Bridal. Take 20% off outfit-making accessories for a limited time. Stop by your local David's Bridal store or shop davidsbridal.com today. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome back to Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. While I'm off from adventuring in married life, it's a good thing to... I wish I could have stayed, actually. Let's be quite honest. But let's get back to reality, which is going to be part of, actually, our discussion today. And I thought it would be a great time to catch up with one of my favorite people, Darcy Fequay, and we're going to be talking with her about the impact of the negative news cycle on you and me and our families and how we can just reset our mentality, because I think we need to do that on a regular basis in order to stay sane and in order to just be more well-adjusted. You can't be diving down these mainstream media channels on a 24-7 basis that is not healthy. But who is Darcy Fequay? You can check her out at LeightonLane.com, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N, Lane.com. She's a writer, a speaker, a blogger, and a host as part of the Therapy in 10 podcast and a mental health advocate and one of my favorite people here on the radio. Darcy, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You're making me blush. One of your favorite people. (laughs) I'm so glad to be um, a part of your show again today. Well, it's glad to have you back on. And before we get to the uh, main course today, let's talk about the podcast, the Therapy in 10 podcast. It is something that I'm pretty excited about. You've been doing it since, I believe, May of this year. How's it taken off for you? So it's going um, a nice, slow and steady growth. We seem to have a repeat audience, which is great. Um, my co-host is Hannah Thompson, and she's a licensed marriage and family therapist in Tennessee. And she brings a wonderful wealth of knowledge when it comes to therapy and like applying different therapy techniques. But she's also a very big woman of faith. And we talk a lot about just the intersection between faith and mental health and how, you know, you have to have the whole package um, if you want healing in your life. Uh, Jesus is the one that actually brings the healing, but he uses, you know, obviously doctors and therapists and medicine to, you know, heal you if if that's the route you need to go. Um, but we are just, we're having a wonderful time and we just had our first guest. Um, the other week we had a Dr. Lauren Gilbert and she talked all about rest and the many different types of rest. And we had another guest who just had a new book released with um, Thomas Nelson, um, Breath is Prayer. And that was so exciting. So we're just, you know, we're just doing it and loving it and, you know, having fun. That's awesome. And people can also, again, go to the website, LeightonLane.com, and there's a tab there for the podcast and check that out and all the past shows that they've had. I like the dynamic because it takes the expert patient and the trained therapist, Mm -hmm. and you guys are coming together as one to really get a fresh approach on mental health and why it's so important. Yes, yes, that was the plan, and I get to play the part of the expert patient. Um, my friend, <laughs> my friend Hannah, actually was like, "We don't normally like to say that, but we put it in quotes." Um, that apparently has a different connotation, but I was like, "You know, it's okay." I I went through the ringer, and I learned a lot from it. 
and um, you know I'm a more humble and person, so I I don't have any regrets about it. So God restored me, and I'm here to spread some good news that there is hope for you if you're suffering with mental illness. Well, the good news is something I wish we could talk about 24-7. I think people would be much better off for it. But today's topic, the main topic of the show, is you and I have a shared passion, which is how to reset and how to not let the negative news cycle of the mainstream media kind of take over and burden your mind. It's really something that I think is people don't take heed of it. And then you find yourself completely exhausted at the end of the day. I work in the news cycle. And when I was on honeymoon, I had to take a 100% break because I needed that recharge and that refresh. I mean, it's everything. It's everywhere. And it's even part of all our personal lives. If you know, we want to stay up to date, Darcy, with what's going on. So tell us why you think this is so important to maybe do that reset. And then we'll get into some tips for people as well. Well, for one thing, you know, obviously the anxiety levels, um, you know, that that people, many people that think that they, you know, maybe feel safer by staying abreast of all the latest news, but then they don't realize that this consumption of the negative news only leads to greater fear, anxiety, and stress. You know, and I think there's just this big tug of war this of staying informed as an adult. You know, you have to find a balance without losing your mind and hope in the process. You have to take care of what is in your realm of control, and we just can't worry all day long about things outside of our control. That's um, very true. You have to process that negative news and then move on. You know, I we all want to stay up to date with what's going on. Get the headlines, see what is happening in the world, take a healthy break, and then spend time in reality. And by reality, I mean with your family, with your spouse, with your friends. That should be what the focus is instead of constantly being plugged in and finding out, especially with the elections coming up, we're trying to digest all the information, and it can be quite a lot. What about conversations about news and politics with our loved ones especially if they're loved ones, Darcy, that we know don't agree with us necessarily. I mean, there's going to be some stress and division and anxiety with that as well. Absolutely. And this was actually one of Hannah's topics that she brought up that she apparently runs into a lot of this with her patients is, you know, just strained relationships with people that they love over their differences and whether it's politics or just any kind of current affair And she says, you know, honestly, just avoid those conversations as much as you can with this person. If it's someone you love and you don't and these conversations cause you undue stress, division and anxiety, then just try not to talk about them. You know, try to think about other stuff. Like you said, live, you know, find other commonalities that you can, you know, relate about. So it's it's just not worth it, guys. It's not worth it. And, you know, if. You want to be able to, if you're big on politics and you want to be able to spread what you believe is a, is a good message, I have no problem with that. But if you know within your circle of friends and family, and that can honestly be a breaking point with some friendships and division within some families, that there is that stark 180 degree difference, just avoid the conversation because you're not always, you might be able to, and I've been able to do this at times, agree to disagree. But that's not always yeah. going to be the case. And do you really want to put the strain on the friendship or the relationship within your family at the end of the day? 
Right, right. That's what I think. You know, I think back to like, you know, my parents when they talked about, you know, my parents are 79 and, you know, everybody's always had a riff about politics. No matter, you know, how far you go back, you've always been somebody that, that leans the other way from you. But they have that ability to agree to disagree and move on, you know, move on at the Thanksgiving table or, you know, over the phone. And I just know, don't understand why we've kind of lost that. It seems like we've lost that ability, you know, that uh, to be offended, to deal with being offended or offend somebody and then just politely move on. <laughs> so. Noah here and across the county, you go to LeightonLane.com. It's about Christianity and mental health. And Darcy Fequay has a tremendous platform over there. Therapy in 10 podcast. You can check that out. She's got a blog as well and some prayer journals that I highly recommend you download. I've been checking that out as well and might be making some of those a part of my routine in my life. Back to the processing of the negative news of our world, and it's everywhere, every day. What I would even recommend to dive in when you want to dive in, Darcy, maybe when you think about it or you see something on the TV as you're browsing through, but we're all plugged into our phones a lot of the time. Maybe just turn off those notifications that come through on your tablet or your phone. That way, you're not under that constant bombardment, and that might alleviate some of the pressure, even though you're still kind of plugged in a little bit. Oh, yes, absolutely agree. I mean, that seems like common sense, but it's something kind of so hard for us to do with our addictions with our phone. You know, I left my phone the other night and drove off to a thing at church, and when I had a little break, I went to grab my phone, and I'm like, oh, I don't have it. I didn't realize, you know, you don't realize how addicted we are to just constantly having that in our hands. I even deleted my news app that comes stocked on the iPhone. I just flat out deleted it because you would literally get notifications every day, and I could turn off the notifications But now I can go search for news when I want to, not when my phone tells me I need to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. And I have what I do as I do 10 minutes in the morning. That's enough for me for the day. Honestly, you know, it's breaking news every two seconds. I can't keep up with everything. So I do my 10 minutes in the morning, just kind of scroll through my favorite news app and get caught up on national things. And then if I want to look, you know, at local news, then I'll do that. But that's a that's enough for me. And everybody has, you know, a different time limit, obviously, that, you know, they would use for consumption of news. But that w- that is what works for me. And some other things is just all choosing a reliable source for news. I know that's very hard. <laughs> It's hard, especially with a lot of the mainstream big guys kind of taking over what is available. I mean, you can really search and there are other options out there, but there's a lot of sites you can go to if you find the right one that also provide a lot of positive news as well. And I think that's key. Yeah, you want to be plugged into the politics, to the election stuff, so you know what's going on. But if you get that positive stuff as well, that's a big one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully we can, you know, I can provide some links to share for some good news sites. Um, You know, that's one of the things I get so worried about sometimes is when I am processing the news, it seems that I've kind of grown a little bit numb or say maybe have become a little bit immune to the bad news. And I say that because I wrote the other day about how I used to be a very, um, I'm still an emotional person, still a compassionate person. I could read something that was, you know, kind of 
a little bit horrific, especially when it comes to kids and still kids. But, you know, and I would have tears. And now it just seems like I'm exposed to it so much and such graphic details are exposed to us too that you know I just keep scrolling and it almost worries me I have to do a little heart check because you know I want to have I'm a compassionate person and I'm a loving person and I don't like to hear or see or read about all the hurt you know it's also Um, another reason Darcy that I literally and I did not use social media to get my news but somehow the way the algorithm the, the algorithms excuse me work I would get news in my news feed on social media. So that was actually a big reason. I just pulled myself off altogether. That's why I can't find you. <laughs> yes, you've looked hard and I'm not there. <laughs> um, yeah, totally agree. Honestly, I feel, um, and me and Hannah talked about this a lot, just in other, not even in just the news, but just like in comparison game on when it comes to social media, you know, this has been talked talked um talked um in your face over and over again but i honestly follow because i love to write i follow um a lot of christian authors a lot of ladies that are in ministry and honestly my news feed is pretty much nothing but these ladies now that's great i, I love them. that you, know, you can use social news. media for positive work and to plug in with like minds Absolutely. And that is just one of the things that it doesn't have to be used for bad. It can be used for good, like I said. So I'm constantly sharing, you know, all these ministry sites and their work and stuff like that when it touches me and, you know, and they share my stuff. It's a, a great community. Noah here and across the county. Darcy Fequay is my guest. And you can go to LeightonLane.com and find out about her speaking and writing there along with her Therapy in 10 podcast. Last thing that people can use here to help process the negative news of the world. And this is a big one. Then we'll get to some really quick tips on what people can use to, I think, balance the scales. But if we choose to conquer the fear, because a lot, honestly, Darcy, of the mainstream media is based on fear, that negativity is in fear, but we can conquer it through the blood of Christ. We really can. We got to stay plugged in as much as we read the news, as we watch the news, we need to read the word so that we can get that assurance in the one that's actually in control. Not any nation that here on earth, but the one that sits on high on the throne. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And one of my favorite, two favorite verses that I came across was, you know, perfect love cast out fear. This is 1 John four seventeen through 18. And it just says that this is how love is made complete among us, that they that we will have confidence on the day of judgment in this world. We are like Jesus it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. So verse 17 is telling us how to have confidence in where you stand with God, which is something most of us always desire. And verse 18 is telling us how to get rid of this fear, something everybody wants to get rid of. That's great. Now let's get into a few quick tips on what people can do just in their their personal lives and their quiet time to balance the scales, as I said. The first one's pretty easy. If we're great and strong in our Christian faith, or maybe you're just looking to strengthen your faith, a good way to get there, especially when you're trying to get that negative mindset out for maybe what you've processed in the news realm, is to simply pray. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, But, you know, maybe it's not so obvious. Um, I've started to take like just certain 
aspects of the the news, whether it's, you know, you know, Darcy, I never used to pray about politics, actually, until the last several years when I think things for me just started getting just pretty out of control, the more I saw and heard. And I'm like, why should I not be able to pray about what's going on in the world or certain people that really helps center it? Yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there's a verse that we are to pray for our leaders, you know, for the direction of our our country. Um, So absolutely, that's my first go-to is just to to let it all out there to God. Say, you know, obviously I'm nervous about things that are happening in our world. I don't think I'm the only one. And so I just bring those worries to him and say, you know, you're in control. You know, you've given me my small aspect of what I can control in my life, but ultimately it's God's will and everything. And I have to surrender to that will. That's the key too. We can also maybe have a certain perspective on what's going on in the world or perhaps even how we consume the media and the news to be informed, but it's not about what we want. It's not about our will. And if you're in that prayer that we just talked about, Ask what God would have you do. How does God want that to be a part of your life? And if that's a part of God's plan and that's a part of God's will, I think that's going to help you find the balance more than anything. Absolutely. I couldn't say that better. That was perfect. So, and along with the lines of politics, obviously our other duty, especially as, you know, American citizens, is we can vote. That is within our control. We can vote for who we believe would best represent us and, you know, lead us in this in this very hostile. You know, oh, I'm dying now. to ask you this question. Now, a lot of your Christians would say, well, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to pay attention to politics. I, you know, I will let the world work itself out, but I don't think God would have us be sitting on our hands to put our head in the sand, to not do anything. He wants us to be able to take action. And in order to take action, you kind of have to pay attention, and the best thing you can do to be a part of that process is to vote. I wish every Christian would stand up and vote and let their voices be heard. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. One of the things I did is actually go straight to the, you know, the state site. I'm in Alabama, so I go straight to the Alabama site when it comes, you know, time for voting, and I go through and try to read through. They have each candidate's, um, you know, what they're proposing, their proposals. And just go through and read it. I mean, I get it straight from the Alabama.gov site because that's, you know, that's the best source I can use. If you find yourself also, when you start doing the research, and a lot of us are busy and you have to make the time for it, and I understand that. But if you do the research on particular candidates or perhaps particular stories or particular issues, instead of mm-hmm. watching it on the TV on a lot of these mainstream networks, you're going to find that you get a lot more factual-based information and you get a lot of the negativity and a lot of the spin out of the way. That's also a way to balance the scale, Starcy. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, you know, they do clickbait, so you can't just you can't just read the the title and go from there. You know, it's often not anything the title has even said. You know what I mean? It's like almost the opposite. The title brings you in, and then you're like, oh, okay. So that's not exactly what that meant. And and I think these are all great tips, especially with the election coming up here and less than a month to be able to put some of these things into practice because it's going to get the news cycle fast and furious. And we need to be able to make sure that we are mentally set and that we have our priorities in order. Yes, absolutely. 
Because at the end of the day, too, the, the last thing that you and I were passing back and forth in the notes, that's really how you make change, especially within the community, is to pray, to be able to surrender to God's will, and to make your voice heard by voting. If you don't vote, you also can't change your community. Yes, and that's one of our last tips. Um, you know, I went to a therapist one time that I absolutely love, Dr. Bob, and I was just worried about what I'm talking about right now all the things going on in the world and I have small children and I worry more for them, obviously the world that they're going to grow up in the world they're currently growing up in. And so I said, how do I, I asked them that exact question, Dr. Bob, how do I process this news without letting it make me so fearful for my children without, how do I make a difference? And he said, well, look at it this way. There's world hunger, obviously. And one person is not going to be able to cure world hunger unless you're, God. And so he said, but what you can do, you see the problem and let's just keep going with the world hunger thing. And you live in a community that has a food bank. So why don't you go volunteer at the food bank a few hours? Why don't you donate to the food bank or stand in the soup line and, you know, feed the homeless at the shelter? You know, there's little things that we can do. And maybe like you said, we're busy. Obviously you're busy. You've got busy parents, you know, but there is tiny things. Take two hours out of the month, if that's what you can do to go volunteer. We have a particular, you know, stocking day at our food bank, which happens to be right down the food street from me. So, you know, I can find two hours in a month to go and do this. And And I think people think, okay, well, when you initially bring that up, go volunteer down at a food bank, do something small for the community. You know, you're not curing world hunger, but you're making a difference. They're thinking they maybe have to do it every week. No, you really don't. If you did it once a month, maybe even once every other month, heck, if you can only do it around the holidays, but make sure that you're able to do these things because little things add up, especially if more than one person is doing it in a community, you'd really be surprised the difference it makes. Absolutely. That's the concept of multiplication. And that's exactly the same as like when we disciple, when we tell somebody about the love of Jesus, that person may go on and sell two more people, you know, and so on. But this has been great to be able to find out little tips that we can use to help process the negative news of society, especially again with the elections coming up. I think we'll talk about this maybe once more before the elections with you, Darcy. I'd love to do that. People can actually as well go to LeightonLane.com and in the podcast section, one of the recent podcasts is on anxiety and the news. It's the anxiety and news podcast, so people should check that out. Anything you'd like to close with before we end this segment of Across the County? It's been a pleasure talking with you. Oh, I'm just so excited to have gotten to talk to you again. And no, I mean, I I just, I love what you're doing with your show and I am so grateful for you to um, let me come on and share little tips. Well, anytime you have any more tips, it doesn't necessarily have to be on the news. New articles, if you have a new podcast that you want to get some traction on that you think is just going to make just a huge difference, which is like everything else that you do. Just feel free to let me know here at the show because these are the things that add up and help build the kingdom. And that's what we're trying to do at the end of the day. Oh, thank you, Noah. I couldn't, couldn't appreciate you more. Noah here and across the county. Again, it's about Christianity and mental health. LeightonLane.com. Find out about her speaking, her writing, her blogs, the Therapy in 10 podcast, and so much more. Darcy Fequay, and we always welcome her here on Across the County. 
When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work.